Welcome to the Love Works Here podcast. I'm Sean York, and it's been a bit since the last episode. Uh, if you're listening to these in progression, then you don't know any difference, but it's been about uh, three months since I've recorded. And man, I tell you, the, the back end of 2020 with COVID and everything else was a challenge, running two businesses, and finding the time to record was also a challenge. So uh, that's not to say I don't have ideas. I actually have episodes in my brain, in my iPhone notes, and on my computer, but finding the time. But I was inspired today because I got a letter in the mail, actually a thank you note. Uh, This said, Sean, I just wanted to thank you. I wanted to send a note of thanks for your podcast. I am a retired Air Force general, yet still have much to learn on my leadership journey. I found your stories very impactful and inspiring. Blessings to you, your family, and your team. Ron Buckley. So, Ron, thank you for that. Uh, It made me want to stop what I was doing today and think about the next episode. So, I'm really excited about this one. It's one I've I wanted to record for a long time, but it's about finding your why, finding your purpose, which is so important. But beyond that, there is an important clarification here that we are going to talk about between what your why actually is and what you might think it is. And so, to best explain that, I have a story. So I got a call from a gentleman named James Allison, and he works for Chick-fil-A, and he was a consultant who had worked a lot with operators, and he had heard about me through people he had visited. So although we had never met, he contacted me and said he'd be in town, and he wanted to meet and hear my story and visions and goals and everything. So we got together, and our meeting was essentially episode one of this podcast. It was my story. Then I told him, I've been working on the next big thing that I had gone through this why journey and I discovered my why and that I wanted to share it with him. So I told him everything I had learned about myself in this discovery and then I unveiled a logo that summed up my whole purpose. He looked at it and he took one look at it and he said, oh, that's nice, but it isn't your why. And he actually said, I don't even know you, Sean, I don't know you, but I can already promise you this isn't your why. And he even said, I don't know what it is. Because I said, okay, if this isn't my why, then what is it? And he said, I don't know what it is, but this isn't it. And uh, I was so frustrated. But something about his confidence, the confidence that he spoke with, I knew that he was right and it drove me crazy. So we had a good meeting and eventually after I went back to the drawing board. Now, Probably about six months later, after a lot of soul searching, I finally began to uncover what it really was. And as I did, I saw everything that I was doing in the business through a different lens. So now I could stand on my purpose and choose to do the tasks that leveraged my why, that leveraged my purpose. In fact, I suddenly had so much that I wanted to say and capture that I started this podcast, something I would have never done before. I was that inspired. Now, if you're one of those people that have said, I want to make a difference, I want to change the world, I want to have an impact, or I want to influence others, realize God has given you a unique gift that is your contribution to the rest of us. We need you to figure that out. So those who are currently making a difference in the world are the ones who have figured out what their contribution is. And I am proof of this in that I would have never started this podcast because I had never had anything to stand on. So figuring that out changed everything for me. And I cannot understate the importance of this content. So today I'm going to talk about how I arrived at the first one, why I was misled and how I eventually arrived at the real why, and most importantly, how I knew I was in the right place when I arrived. And at the end of this episode, we'll actually, I will walk you through a whole guide of how you can find your purpose. 
So I'm really excited to share this with you today. This is episode 20, your contribution to humanity. I love my job. High volume, fast food, 160 employees. It is a pressure cooker and it gets crazy. But I truly believe that it's possible to build a business where everyone loves their job. It sounds impossible. And when I first started this business, it was. I'm not the extrovert or the social butterfly. I'd rather be building systems and crunching numbers on Excel. But I decided to stop making excuses of why I couldn't and start utilizing my love for systems to build a better culture. Today, I call it the York Framework, but it's really just a collection of systems designed to make a better workplace and make people happier. I'm going to share all the mistakes I've made so that you don't have to make them, and we'll look for new problems to solve along the way. I'm Sean York, and love works here. So in 2018, I had picked up Simon Sinek's workbook called Finding Your Why, or Find Your Why, and it's basically an exercise book on how to find your why. So we did this exercise, and you're basically sitting down with a partner, and you tell them all the stories of your life that you can think of, and they are writing notes down, and you search for common themes. Eventually, when you take all those common themes and you put them together, you start to see patterns. It's really kind of a fascinating exercise. But a common theme for me was working my way to the top. And it was if I imagine it like I almost felt it this way as if I was swimming to the surface. Imagine when you're diving or when you're snorkeling and you, and you dive really deep down and you maybe pick something up on the bottom and you look up to the top and you go, oh my goodness, I'm deeper than I realize. And so you're swimming to the top and the closer you get to the top, you start kicking really fast. I had said, that's how I feel, whether it's business or it's, it's like a new job or, or anything. Uh, I always feel like I'm swimming to the top and it's how I end up to the top of organizations and everything else. So with that, I was convinced that my purpose was to give my best in every scenario. So I came up with this logo that I was talking about earlier, this coat of arms, and I drew out for my team. And my, what I thought was my purpose was to give our best so that we can be the best. So I thought it was great because I took my why and I allowed the team to rally around it. And of course, we hit a major wall when I sat down and had a meeting with James Allison and he said, you're wrong. Uh, This was still in in 2018. So the next place that I went, I kind of put pause and I just said, I'm not going to be able to figure this out. And someone introduced me to the Enneagram. And so I took the Enneagram test and there was a church nearby called Sandals Church and they were doing a whole series on the Enneagram. So I went to their website, took, took the test and... I opened the door through this whole Enneagram journey, and that's when I realized my purpose was not that I was trying to be the best. I'm just an eight, and that's my personality. And the eight is a self-preservationist and trying to control every situation so that they find safety in that. And so me trying to get to the top was just about the Enneagram, and I needed to think deeper about, okay, so now I know kind of what my personality is. What is my why? So having learned all about what a healthy eight looks like and what an unhealthy eight looks like, I learned so much about myself, but I still didn't know my unique contribution, my purpose, or my why. So I kept coming back to what James Allison had said. My why goes beyond my job, is what he told me. My why is my contribution to humanity. So if I left my job today, my why would still be there. 
So it should have nothing to do with the company. Also, my why has always been there. So I should be able to send it to high school friends and they should be able to respond, oh wow, this is so you. It is God's unique gift to you and it's always been there. You know, so that's great. What he told me was was great, but still, what was it? So I started thinking about my contribution to the lives of my employees and how do I contribute to them? If my why is constantly going, if it's, if it's there every day and it's been there for years, what am I currently contributing? Maybe that'll help me out. And uh, I thought about the contribution to the lives of my employees, my barbershop peers, you know, my music friends, my family, and my friends growing up. What was the common theme, the common thread that I could narrow down? And what is the thing? How do I impact all of their lives? And that this should be where it is. So the Enneagram would offer a lot of clues, but I had to narrow them down. So for me, I kept coming back to this idea that I was always looking for a diamond in the rough. Now, and whenever I would see it, I would be compelled to say something. Now, this is a common thread in my life. If I were listening to, you know, like a barbershop quartet of friends of mine, and this is the first time I heard him sing, there were times where I just said afterwards, I could, I would go up to him and say, hey, can we meet? I have some ideas for you. And I would see something missing, something that they were doing really well, and something that I was like, man, this is a void. They could really take advantage of this. So to the team member, I would I would also say, you know, I, I know you probably haven't thought about it, but I think you could be a great leader. So I kept coming back to this reoccurring thing where I would feel compelled to tell someone that I saw a flicker of greatness in them. And I believe they could achieve that at all times. Maybe I would see it just for a second. And then I would say, you know, if you applied that, you know, across the way, you could really do something amazing. So for me, my why came back to what I eventually landed on was seeing the full potential in others and challenging them to live out their best. So once I finally articulated that, I started seeing it everywhere. And then I got a message from an old friend who I hadn't seen in over 20 years. Now I had just done a radio interview where I talked about leadership and Chick-fil-A and he messaged me and said, hey buddy, I just watched your interview on talk radio. I really wanted to share with you how big of an impact you had on my life. I've never thought of myself as a very good singer. In our high school quartet days, I always thought that the three of you were much better singers than I was. However, I I still remember the days and the amount of confidence that you had me coming to my side and saying, you can do this. I love hearing you talk to this day that you are still pouring into people and building them up. As you were talking, I was remembering that same person who built me up. And I was so excited when I got this message because it was confirmation that this is who I was meant to be. It was a reoccurring theme that something that I was doing today, I was actually doing it 20 years ago. So here's what this unlocked in me. Once I realized that it was my purpose to find the full potential in others, it empowered me to speak out. Also, understanding that an unhealthy eight can be about as blunt as the Hulk, I knew that it's possible for me to be too honest. So ultimately, this podcast came as the result of realizing what my contribution to others was. In every episode, I say, I truly believe that it's possible to create a place where everyone loves their job, and I want to help you find that. I would have never had the courage to say that if I didn't think that it was my purpose to be that voice. So there have been some times when I feel compelled to discipline someone at the top of my organization for something petty, and the first feeling that I get from them is, why are, Why is he telling me this? Why don't you discipline all the other people who do the same thing? And the answer is, because I see something much greater in you. So maybe you don't see it, but I see a version of you that would look back and be embarrassed at the person that you were being. So there's something truly great in you, and I won't stand by and allow you to walk out on that. So it doesn't 
always go well, this conversation. Uh, but I do believe it's what keeps a lot of my leaders with me, working for me, because they do feel that when they work for me, they are constantly challenged to be their best self because I can see it in them. So the great news is your why has been around this whole time. It has never changed and it will be around for a long time. You just have to find it. And when you do, your life of leading will be so much more fruitful. So here's the next thing we're going to do. We're actually going to walk through five steps to finding your purpose. While this method is easy for me to describe, the process will take time of soul searching. So at this point, I would strongly recommend being in a place where you have a pen and paper because I'm going to mention a few websites and a few things that you need to write down that are required for this process. And you're probably going to hit pause and write it down and then you know go back and forth. So think of the rest of this episode as a bit of a workshop. I'm going to call The Path to Your Purpose. Now, the first thing on the path to finding your purpose, I need you to take the Enneagram test. Now, I have one here for you. You can go on Google and probably find 100 different tests that you can take. This one is $10 and it's what we give all of our leaders uh, right before they become leaders. We have them do the Enneagram test. And we actually, once every few years, we'll do an Enneagram book where we have all of their profiles listed so they can see what they have in common with each other. They can find out how to work better together. And actually, if you're interested in seeing that book, I have it's a PDF that we do. Uh, and I can send it to you if you want to message us on our Instagram, which is at loveworks here. But this is a really cool book that we'll do. And I want you to go to sandals church.com slash Enneagram. That's sandalschurch.com forward slash E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, Enneagram, and take the test. And what you'll find when you go there, sandalschurch.com slash Enneagram, it'll say, take the assessment. Now take that test. It'll take you a while, uh, maybe 30 minutes or so, and get your Enneagram profile. That is step one in all of this. The next thing that I want you to do, go to ninetypes.com which is the number nine types.com forward slash D-E-S-C-R. That's abbreviated for description, but nine types.com slash D-E-S-C-R. And what you're going to find there is for all the Enneagram personality types, there are lists of how to get along with me, what I like about being me, and what's hard about being me. Now, when you get to this page, you're going to read down the list of these and you're going to find your Enneagram profile type and you're going to say, wow, this is really me. Like this is uniquely me. But what I also want you to do is find the other personality profile types that you also are very strong in. So for me, that would be eight. That would also be three and it would also be one. And I'm going to go to all three of those personalities and I'm going to print out the page for each one of those so that I have a well-rounded list of all the things that are probably going to resonate with me. Once I have all three of those lists, I'm going to highlight every statement that says, wow, that's me. They, they, they got me there. That's really good. And what you're going to find is when you're done with this process, which is three pages, of, you know, three different profiles and a bunch of highlighted statements, you're going to have probably about you know, maybe 27 things that you've highlighted in total, then the next process is refining those. So now that you have about 27 highlighted items, I want you to narrow them down to nine. So that's three from how to get along with me, three from what I like being me, and three from what it's hard about being me. Now, again, you're pulling these from three different personality types, but there are some of them that you'll find that they reappear, they appear in more than one personality, and so that's okay. You might have highlighted twice, but you'll narrow them down to nine 
things and realize what we're doing here is we're trying to map out your personality and find things that resonate with you. So the Enneagram test is going to teach you a lot about you, but this process, we're looking, we're mining for words and what I like to call values, things that you really value. So we're mining for those through this process. So again, at this point, we have about nine statements. The next process is taking those nine statements and circling some words. Now, if I'm an Enneagram one, then I might see on how to get along with me, one of the statements is be fair and considerate as I am. Now, if I'm an Enneagram one, I might say, wow, that word fair, I am going to highlight that. I'm going to circle that. That is something I really, really resonate with. I just, everything has to be fair. And I'm going to circle that. And at the end of that process, you are going to find a handful of words that you really resonate with through all of these personality types. I want you to narrow these words down to maybe eight or less, maybe five to eight words that you have that are really, really just resonating words that you just love to cling to. And now that you have these eight words, go to a thesaurus and see if you can find better words. So for the word fair, yeah, that's a good word, but maybe there's a better one. Maybe there's equality or maybe, you know, something that is more gripping or that, is, that describes you better. So once you've gone to the thesaurus now, all of these, now you might come up with five to eight words that, man, the, these words, these really, really, really resonate with you. So from there, the next process, take each of these words, do a Google image search for quotes of that word. So again, if the word is fair, you would say quotes about being fair or Quotes about being considerate, if that was yours. If my value was consistency, I really value consistency, then I would say quotes about consistency. And what you're going to find there is a lot of like Pinteresty, you know, quotes that people have done that are quotes about your values, things you really value. Now, from here, you're going to find some quotes that you go, oh my goodness, that should be a life quote for me. And it's a really fun process because you start to find things that like, man, I'm really passionate about. And this is a fun process. So from here, we have values. We have five to eight values that we really like. And we have quotes with each ones. But now we're going to refine them down even more. So for each one, and this is kind of an interesting thing that I'm going to say here. For each one of them, I want you to think of a time that that was violated. Now, if these are words that, that you value, that truly are values to you, then you probably stand on them every day and you fight for them every day. So seeing them violated is going to be very common. So for each word, think of a time that somebody violated this value. It should be easy to find a story where a coworker or a family member violated this. So how would you describe the action they took to violate it? Would it be lying, cheating, stealing, gossiping, going behind your back? So for instance, if my value was excellence, I value excellence, I might think that the violation of the word excellence would be lazy, okay? So think of what that violation sounds like. So list a violation term for each of your values. And during this process, one of your more values might not stand the test because you might find yourself thinking, you know, I don't really have a story. I like the word, but I don't really have a story of that being violated. That doesn't really make sense to me. If they truly are your values, you're gonna say, oh, that happens all the time. So you might find yourself erasing one of the words and that's okay. Or maybe you'll go back to the source and say, I need to find a better word that is more useful. It's more functional in this spot. So the next step is narrowing down your unique purpose. So by now you should have a list of around five terms that mean a lot to you. And you have a quote that describes each one of these terms. And here's the cool thing. You will start to rally around these words. You'll say, I love this list. This list of terms is so me. And as a matter of fact, at work, you'll start to say, 
hey, I value this, whether it's I value consistency. And because I value that, I can't have you doing this anymore. And you'll start to defend these words. And it'll be great because the more you do, people will start to say, oh, don't do that because this is how they'll respond. And they'll start to know you very well because you'll be using the same terms over and over and over. That's a good thing. So draw these five or so terms on a piece of paper. If each one of these terms had a circle, but one circle was bigger than the rest of them, and this one is going to be your purpose. So what you're going to find is that some of the terms you may value because a close family member ingrained that into you growing up. But one of these terms has been with you your entire life. It has always been turned on and you couldn't turn it off if you tried. It has nothing to do with your current job. And as a matter of fact, if your company dissolved today and you had to find a new job, you would still live out this value. This value would probably be the thing that got you the next job that you're going to get. This value is your contribution to humanity. It's what you were put on this earth to give to others. It's who you are in middle school, in high school, and who you will be 20 years from now. You can't run from it. You can't fake it. And in this exercise, you'll need to search your past. Go through each value and ask, would my friends 10 years ago have seen this in me and agreed if I called them on the phone. Now, if you're brave enough, uh, send this list to old friends and say, which one of these terms describes the person you knew in me? Which story comes to mind of the time that I lived this out? Now, I know that sounds scary, but the fact is, when you've landed on the right value, they will all say the same one. Your contribution to humanity has been something that you've been living out loud, and they've all seen it clearly. So the last step here is I want you to sort it out. Step away from all of these, and you probably by now have all these words and these quotes and these statements and all this stuff. Step away from all of it for a few days and come back. Understand that when you find it, you'll be able to read these a day later, a week later, a year later, and they will still resonate instantly with you. If one of them needs some remembering, like, why did I write this down? I, I kind of remember it. And you're trying to figure out why it's important, then you're not there yet. Maybe the word is right, but the quote hasn't landed yet. So the next thing you want to do once you have this purpose and you have these values is put them in order. Your purpose should obviously be at the top and the values can be sorted from greatest to least. Or if you want, you can sort them in a way that makes sense with the number. So for instance, if you had a value about how you treat people, you might call it value two. So you could say value two is two people getting along. So that makes it sticky and easier to memorize. And the last thing I'd say is as you're doing this, this is just kind of my advice here. If you're doing this, do not choose words that make an acrostic. <laughs> just don't do it. So if you're doing this in the first letter of your of each value happens to spell something out, that's cool. But if they don't, don't choose different words just so they do. If you know, if you were to talk to me and say, hey, I got my value sorted out. And then I said, okay, let's hear them. And you said, they spell, they're, you know, they spell J-O-Y, joy. I will say, okay, pick different words because you just made those so you could spell the word joy. I'm not buying it. Anyway, it's a fun process. Uh, it's a lot, but even if you get halfway through this, even if all you did was take the Enneagram test, I trust that you will learn so much about yourself. Take the Enneagram test, go through these statements, circle words, put them together, go to the thesaurus, come up with better words, come up with some quotes, and then say, which one of these has been with me my entire life? If you do that, you're going to be very close to articulating your purpose, your contribution to humanity. And once you do that, everything changes. You will find out why you're here and how you can contribute to the rest of the world. You might decide, man, I'm in the wrong field. Or you might decide, wow, I was looking for another field, but you know what I realized? 
I can live out my purpose here in this field every day. I don't have to leave and go to that field. I can live out my purpose right here. That is so empowering. It's so powerful. And I hope you find that. So that was episode 20, your contribution to humanity. If this episode was impactful to you or inspiring on the Apple podcast app, you can write a review. Those mean a lot to me. It meant a lot to me to get this thank you card today from Ron Buckley. So Ron, I hope you appreciated this. I hope you made it through this episode and I hope it inspires you. But thank you for everything that you do for me in for all of you who write reviews and send emails. Uh, I really appreciate it. I do have a lot of work to do with my actual job, but this is a passion project. And hearing the kind words you have to say uh, really makes me want to do it so much more. So I appreciate that. This has been episode 20. Take care of yourselves and be well. Mm-hmm.